Today's guest interview was recorded in August of 2020. Hi there, and welcome to episode 49 of the T21 Mum podcast. My name is Mary, and I'll be your host. Each episode, we'll talk about life, Down syndrome, mamahood, single parenting, and pretty much everything in between. I have a daughter named Ainsley, and she's eight years old and rocking an extra chromosome, also known as Down syndrome. And I am living life my way. And as always, for now anyways, my friend Ron and co-host is joining me again today. Hi, Ron. Hey, Mary. I'm here for the foreseeable future. <laughs> awesome. We like having you here. <laughs> <laughs> so today, uh, how's everything going, by the way? Like this has been like we, we had snow. Like this is almost unheard of in Vancouver that we get snow mm-hmm. for two days in a row. Yeah, it's been okay. It's been pretty awesome. The roads were clear. I had to go out yesterday and it was no problem at all. Cool. See, I hate, I hate snow. Yeah. I'm not a fan of driving in it more because of everyone else, but it it was actually fine. Well, I, three things I hate that are in white, white shoes, white belts, and white snow. (laughs) Well, it's raining now, so it probably won't be here for much longer. So (laughs) woohoo! I can leave my hilltop. Yeah. Um, so how are things going otherwise? Ainsley as well? Ainsley's doing awesome. Yes. Good. Yeah. We're still healthy and you know, all that. So, which is great. You know, we've had a, a good run health wise for 2020 and into 2021. So I'm quite good. happy about that. Yeah. Good. So you did, haven't had to be more of a caregiver than usual. No, which has been good. <laughs> and which is our topic for today. More for caregivers. Yes, exactly was a nice segue into that. It was a cheap segue into that, but <laughs> let's go with it. Yeah. So yes, a little while ago, I spoke with Amber Gale and she's another rockin' mama and her uh, son, he has some significant health issues, which we do talk about in the podcast. And during 2020, you know, she decides to start a nonprofit called more for caregivers, which just like it sounds, it gives opportunity for caregivers to feel empowered and so that they can take care of themselves and feel energized and, you know, just give them that boost, I guess you could say, so that they can advocate and be the voice for their children. So she's a a tool giver. Uh, Does she advocate? Does she advocate for respite for caregivers? Yes, I believe she does. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's go learn some more. Okay. Today on the T21 Mom podcast, we have another rockin' mom who is going to talk about something that she has started that we could all use, and I say in quotes, more of. So welcome, Amber. Hi, thank you. Excited to be here. We're happy to have you on. So before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about you and your family? Yep. So I am from Iowa. I live in the tiniest town that um, most people can think of, unless you are from the area. Um, I always say we have about 500 people, um, including the farmers, but I'm not actually (laughs) sure what the real number is. Um, But the point is, it's very small. Um, I am the mom to two really amazing kids. My daughter 
Avery is 11 and she's incredibly creative. Uh, if there's anything to do with paint, glue or glitter that she can get all over my house, she is absolutely into it. Um, and she's very like me with her humor, her sarcasm, and maybe her attitude might sometimes come from me too. Um, but she's an amazing big sister uh, to her brother who is AJ, um, my son who is four. Uh, he does the uh, best cook monster impersonations that I've ever seen. Uh, he has some pretty awesome dance moves that have somehow gone a little bit viral on TikTok. Um, <laughs> and he also happens to have Down syndrome, uh, was born with a CHD, uh, hypoplastic left heart syndrome. So he's had two open heart surgeries, has a trach G-tube, and is oxygen dependent. Um, but really none of that, he does not let any of that hold him back. That's really awesome to hear. And I think, you know, when we talked previously, you know, you used the term medically complex. I thought, you know, that could be a whole episode on its own. I hadn't, haven't run into too many moms whose children are medically complex like that. So, you know, I, you know, and I know we talked in more detail. It's, it's quite an interesting story, I think. So, um, so just very recently, you started a nonprofit called More for Caregivers. So can you tell us a little bit about this and what made you want to start this? Because when I heard about it, I thought, oh, I so need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so More for Caregivers is a, uh, we're 501c3 nonprofit. Um, and our mission is to bring personal development opportunities to parents and caregivers of children with special health care needs. Uh, we left that definition very broad, very inclusive. We didn't want to distract from the mission of some of the other nonprofits that are definitely diagnosis specific. Mm -hmm. um, but our goal is to focus directly on those parents and caregivers themselves. Fantastic. So this really hasn't been very long in the making. Like when we talked previously, I was quite shocked at when this all started. So how did it all begin? Like how, how did it evolve? Yeah, so this is so we're about three months into officially working into the nonprofit piece, and it happened so much faster than I thought it would. I thought we'd submit paperwork and be waiting for months, or that it would take forever to get, you know, bylaws written and and things done, and it, it didn't. Um, and that's because people are just passionate about what we're doing. Um, so the families, the volunteers, the service providers that are helping out with all this, and it definitely shows in how fast it's been able to move. Um, <clears throat> as far as like how we got started, um, it all kind of kicked off after I got a life coach myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think you mentioned already that, you know, AJ is pretty medically complex. Um, I was in the hospital my husband and I both, not just me, were in the hospital with him, you know, for almost a full year. And we just lived in survival mode that whole time. And when we finally came home at almost a year old, I really struggled with my own self-care. I had what I kind of like to call that survival mode still carried over, mm -hmm. but I also had like this, um, I, I like to call it like a delayed postpartum depression. So I had PPD when I had my daughter, but it was then like, now I'm home with AJ, you know, we're finally out of the hospital and I'm trying to learn what it means to be a parent. And I'm grieving that, you know, lost vision of what you'd expected from your child. We had a birth diagnosis. So it was all complete like yeah. whirlwind for us. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, at the same time, trying to drug, drug, juggle <laughs> all of the 
appointments, the meds, the supplies, the nursing, emergencies, dealing with, you know, him coding at home and having to resuscitate your kid. So I got a therapist and she really helped me process some of the past things, get out of my house more, do more. um, And then that helped me get into joining a networking group uh, and attending a conference to support a friend. And really what I learned kind of in that, you know, moment was that what I really was missing was that community, that support, but more that push to set goals and to be more and to have my own vision and focus on my own growth, you know, outside Mm -hmm. of just, you know, hiding in my house and waiting for, you know, whatever the day was going to hand to me. So that's kind of the backstory into how I, I got back into personal development lifestyle there. Um, but I, I took a free consultation with a lady who was a life coach. Mm-hmm. And I thought that, you know, prior to that, I thought a life coach sounded absolutely insane. Like who needs somebody to tell them how to live their life? Like you should know how to live your own life. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Ultimately, I got went into this call with no expectation of getting it. I would try because what's to lose? And she was really nice. And I'd met her a few times. And I got onto that call. And I remember like that is one of my most vivid memories is sitting in my bedroom, taking that phone call. And I just broke down in the mm-hmm. middle of this call with this woman. And I felt awful. Like I kept apologizing to her, but she, <laughs> it was just this huge feeling of. Mm-hmm relief like I could feel that overwhelm kind of just dissipating as somebody was helping me talk through and understand what it was that I really needed to be focusing on Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't selfish to do that um my family would actually be better for it so that that's where the idea of you know enjoying life coaching starting and then because you have a coach uh, I'll cut your short story a little short but you know when you've got a coach they help push you in the direction of chasing your dreams and the things that uh matter to you. And after it made such a big difference in my life, I wanted to make sure that other women, other, you know, family members, other, other caregivers had that opportunity to have that kind of support. Yeah, that's amazing. And like, when you talk about the sense of relief, I can totally appreciate that. Because I'm sure we all struggle with that, probably on the daily, you know, and some more than others. And some days are obviously going to be better than other days. And, you know, but it is, I think, way more challenging when you have a child that has some extra needs and, you know, and especially in your case, you know, with more medical needs than just the so-called typical Down syndrome, so to speak, you know. So that, you know, ha- adds a whole other layer, I'm sure, of of challenges, I'm sure. That's, yeah, I, I think that's amazing. So you recently finished up a pilot of your program and officially launched this it, it'll be a little a, a few weeks i think by the time this airs but which is fantastic so you know how did that all go like i know there was a little bumps a few bumps in the road but how did your whole launch go yeah so the, the launch itself um we had originally had this really cool party planned where it was going to be in a live event with uh, some performers and one of our coaches and just kind of doing a bunch of you know back and forth uh, um you know presenting and really saying, you know, what it is that we were up to and, and uh, kind of a celebration. And I kind of had a uh, personal event happen that day. I just could not, you know, perform, I guess, for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. Like I could not like put myself on a screen. I was emotionally a little distraught that day. And 
Um, so instead, everybody got me for 30 minutes the next day on a Facebook Live by myself trying to be as entertaining as possible to do the launch. But, you know, within not even 24 hours into it, you know, we, we've almost raised $1,000. We're up to 900 right as of now, as of, uh, you know, 12 and a half hours whatever it is. I can't math. Um, <laughs> but, but that went really well. The feedback was awesome. Um, you know, we, we did do pilots beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you kind of mentioned that a little, um, we did two different sets of pilots. Uh, so one was focused really just on, you know, a lot of people had said in their surveys and their feedback that they really struggled with time management. Mm -hmm. So we did six weeks of just like, let's work on time management for you. Um, with with some women and it, it did get good feedback um, but based off of some of the things that happened during that we realized that we really needed to look at the coaching as well in general so we moved to a one-on-one um, -on -one life coaching mm -hmm. pilot at that point and so we had a group of, of all women so far who got uh, three months worth of coaching mm -hmm. and the feedback out of that has been just phenomenal. It's made me cry again, which is not my thing. Mm -hmm. um, but, <laughs> but, you know, on the forums, like we're getting feedback about things about how, you know, my family has never been happier. So not just, you know, affecting that caregiver as a person, but, you know, also like it really affects the whole family. Like when you are, you know, in your best element and taking care of yourself, your family can absolutely, absolutely will benefit from that as well. 100%. Yes. And sometimes you just need a little help to, to find that path, like you said, with a coach or, you know, a mentor or something like that. So, I mean, obviously, we're still in the middle of COVID. And so is, I think from what we've talked about is everything is currently virtual. Is that the plan to continue like that? Or do you envision like that the coaches and the special needs caregivers would meet in person at some point? Because it almost online, it's almost easier or virtually, but it's also nice to have the in-person impact as well. Yeah. So, and that's something we went back and forth on a lot in our early surveys pre COVID. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> pre post COVID, there wasn't really a question. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how life goes now. We've got a pre and a post COVID like status of how everything was. But um, so right now, yes, they are like 100% virtual. Mm -hmm. um, pretty much everybody uses Zoom um, for those, those sort of calls. Um, and I think that's always going to be the primary option because when we're mm -hmm. trying to, you know, get special needs parents as caregivers to take an hour of yeah. your time every week when you've already got a busy and crazy schedule, um, we're going to be pushing it to try to you know, meet at a coffee shop yeah. or go somewhere. I agree. Um, so mm -hmm. I think that's always going to be the primary option. Now, it doesn't mean, you know, that there wouldn't be an opportunity where if there's somebody that comes into the program who is like, I really have to meet in person that we could potentially look into it. But virtual is going to be the primary, I think, for the coaching. But we've also got other things, you know, up our sleeve in terms of services. So after that three months worth of life coaching is done, we recommend people for, you know, a different program, whatever, whatever we think would be best for them. So really, we use that three months to understand what your goals are, what you're working on, and figure out what kind of support would be best maybe and work with you to figure that out mm -hmm. um, for going forward. So then we do things, we've got things where 
you could, you know, attend local conferences and mm-hmm. there's workshops that would be local. We're looking at some retreats. I don't want to get too crazy, like excited about <laughs> them, but we started having some of those discussions. So there are some, you know, opportunities where things may be in person as well. Fantastic. Yes. And like, and I've talked on previous episodes about the Rock and Moms retreat and, you know, and I think like, obviously that's something separate than what we're talking about right now. But like when you're saying a retreat, I, I do think people would be totally keen for that because I know for me going to the retreats has, has really helped me. And, you know, you can really find, you know, your, your people, your tribe, and I'm sure it would be the same for you, for your, um, for the more for caregivers. I think it would be awesome. So, so what do people do? Like how, I mean, obviously we're going to put like the links and everything on the show notes and stuff, but so when somebody registers, what do they receive or what kind of services do you provide? Yeah. So out the gate, we start with that three months worth of life coaching. So Mm -hmm. that, like I said, that kind of really gives us that insight. So you get paired up with a coach Um, you do kind of an initial interview with them to see if you're a good fit or to see if there's another coach that would be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Um, because, you know, blindly trying to put two people together and say, Hey, work on your goals does not always, you know, heed the best (laughs) results. You got to kind of learn a little bit about, you know, each other and what your things are and like what, what makes you tick. And maybe there's somebody else that's better for you. Right. Um, but we start with that three months worth of life coaching. So everybody that comes in, that's right now, our, our mission is anybody that registers to become a member will ultimately be assigned a coach and get that three months of coaching. Um, and after that, they would then get the kind of, like I said, that, that referral to move forward into something else. Um, now we also have, you know, an online community that we're working on getting developed and some online events and some workshops and some book clubs, things that we can do online that we're working on trying to get to now because we'd originally planned for some of these things to be in person. So we're doing a little bit of a, you know, shift for, um, the, the current times, but, you know, ultimately becoming a member gets you onto, you know, the list to get a coach. Um, it also gets you onto the mailing list to then, you know, get informed of all of the other things we've got going on and invited into that community. So that's, that's really fantastic. And I know you, you, like you said, it's a nonprofit. So are there fees for people to join or like, how does it work? So right now, so we kind of said, let's, let's get through the end of 2020 and see how things go. But right now, the way that we have things up and running is there is no fee to join Mm -hmm. itself, but there is a uh, registration fee once you do get a coach. So you do have to register for that program technically. Mm -hmm. Um, And that fee is just $50. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, anything too crazy. Um, But, you know, if there's a hardship that it's going to cause it, you know, to not be feasible for you to pay that, you just let us know. We've got a scholarship that you can apply for as well. That's fantastic. So there's really no barriers for people to join. So that's so wonderful because, you know, often, especially when you have a child with some extra needs, like that can be the financial can, you know, because you have all these other, you know, costs, you know, for your child that, you know, there isn't often a lot of extra. And when you, especially when you think you're spending it on yourself, right. Mm -hmm. And even though this is something that is going to help not just yourself, like, but you know, everyone like in your family, which I think is really fantastic. So, cause I, I loved how you said that the people who are in your pilot, that their families were noticing a difference and that it was just awesome for everybody. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't really ask for more. So 
right? Like, I mean, it's, I think, I think you're just like hitting it out of the park and finding that niche that we know as a, this group that we do need this, you know, cause I think people who don't have a child with these extra needs, you know, or they're not caring for a child. Cause I, I don't want to just say moms and dads, cause I know you're, you're, you're trying to be all encompassing caregivers because sometimes it's grandma and grandpa or, or what have you or another family member. But, um, you know, I think people don't realize like how involved it is like, you know, cause you, you know, they might, they see you, you know, out at work or in a public place and everything looks fine, but there's a whole other story going on, you know, for the rest of your life, like the rest of the time of the day. And, and they don't see that and they don't see, you know, the difficulties or, you know, the tears or, you know, the challenges that we often have. So, you know, and it's so nice to find other people who just get it, you know, and I think for me, that's been a, the biggest thing is finding like your tribe again, like finding people who understand yeah. you, who can support you, which is exactly what you're doing here. So when you finished the pilot, what, like, and you kind of touched on it already, but like, what was your kind of biggest takeaway after you finished the pilot? that maybe you didn't expect? Yeah, so we did a lot of surveys ahead of time, like Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I'm a data-driven nerd, Um, (laughs) so (laughs) we'd collected a lot of info. And so one of the things that we'd done is really ask people to kind of rank and rate what kind of services they thought that they needed. Mm -hmm. Um, And the number of people that came back with all kinds of things that were not coaching um, was, was, you know, I'm not, we're not really shocked by it, but it was just the bit, the big takeaway, you know, when we did our pilot, we said, Hey, we know you didn't necessarily rank coaching as one of your top things, but we want to try this because we have an idea. Um, and we brought these people into it and the feedback we got from them was, you know, I just didn't know what it was. I didn't think it was for me. And then I started it and it turned out to be the best thing ever. Um, and you know, we did have people that were interested in it, um, obviously as well. Um, so it wasn't like we took the bottom denominator and said, Hey, we're going to try this anyway, even though nobody said they wanted it. Um, but we tried putting some people in that just didn't think that was their thing. Fantastic. And, you know, for that to be, you know, the, the best thing that they've ever gone through and come back with feedback, like, you know, everybody needs a coach in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of, sort of things that to come back was really the biggest takeaway for us is that we've got to do you know, a much better job of explaining what it means to have a coach and mm-hmm. to really not just, you know, market that we are here to provide that personal development services and opportunities for people, but also, you know, what is a coach and what are they going to do for you? I think that's, you know, like you said, you're like a big data nerd. And I think it's so important to, you know, like to survey and assess because sometimes you're really surprised about what comes out of that, right? And, you know, you might think, um, especially these caregivers need one thing and then there, some others might be telling you something else. And so, yeah, I think that's awesome. I'm like, cause I'm so excited by what you're doing. Cause I think it's amazing, but like, I don't think any special needs caregivers ever feel like they don't feel overwhelmed and, um, you know, and most of the time close to burnout and, you know, for me personally, I think that that's really hard to recover from because I, I've been there where I've just felt I just can't do it anymore. And, you know, when I was going through your website, you had some really interesting stats on your on your website, which I'm sure is not really all that surprising to most of us 
uh, special needs caregivers. But um, did you want to talk a little bit about those? Yeah. So I think kind of the big ones on there that are the, that are on the site are, you know, about stress and mm-hmm. mental and physical health. Um, and so, you know, parents of our caregivers, I should say, of children with special health care needs um, are really, you know, twice as likely um, from, from other parents to report that they are feeling uh, usually or always stressed. So that kind of chronic stress mm-hmm. uh, is, is there. Um, and, you know, over two and a half times as likely to report, like, just feeling like their mental health is, you know, fair or poor. So yeah. not, you know, the great or excellent, you know, like <laughs> on the on the uh, other end of average. Um, and, you know, and the similar spectrum, about twice as likely to report that they um, are in fair or poor physical health as well. And I really, you know, I don't think most, like you said, I don't think most of us special needs uh parents, families, caregivers, whatever, really would, would question that. And it's pretty, you know, you feel it on our end, but when, you know, you're talking to people who are outside of that community mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, present those facts, it does shock them a bit because they don't really realize, you know, how crazy things can be in our world. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, you know, and I think it can really resonate because I think a lot of like the pressure and the stress, like it doesn't, it's always kind of there and I think we have to find a way to sort of manage it because uh, it doesn't just magically go away you know and I, I try not to think too much like too far in the future you know I think you have to be prepared and stuff like that but it can be overwhelming at times you know and like Ainsley's in school now or well we'll be going back to school or whatever that's going to look like y- you know <laughs> yeah right and like that's and I mean, everyone is stressed about that, about the whole school thing, not just us special needs parents and caregivers, because, but we also have an additional layer for our kids or for a lot of our kids, because they have health challenges, you know, it will be difficult to to tell, like, to teach them about the social distancing, you know, things like that, right? So there's that whole added extra stress. And yeah, and I know that those stats aren't really a surprise to anybody, because I read it, I mean, I was surprised at the number, but I wasn't surprised at the actual stats because I'm sure we all feel all of those, at least at some point. I know I have for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So what kind of personal development services um, do you provide to special needs parents like us? Like sometimes it's hard because we are so involved with our child that we often forget about ourselves. So like I know you talked about like it'll probably mostly be through Zoom, which I think kind of makes the most sense because I feel like for me, I'm rushing around to a gazillion appointments and therapies and this, that, or the other, that it's hard. So, um, can you talk a little bit, I know you talked about the coaching and, but are there other sort of services that you guys are offering? Yeah. So we are, so we've, we've got the one-on-one coaching that I've Mm -hmm. talked about. We are working on getting group coaching up and running. That's kind of our next goal to be able to, you know, once you're done with that, three months worth of figuring out what it is that, you know, you were really focusing on a lot of the feedback that we've had pilot wise is that, you know, it's continuing the same work, but wanting some more support from your peers. So moving into a group coaching model where you're able mm-hmm. to um, be on a group call with other parents and caregivers and talk about what it is that you're, you're working on and kind of have that 
sense of community and that group so that you feel, you know, a little less alone mm-hmm. um, as you're trying to make all of these, you know, positive changes um, in your own life and working on, on your things. Um, and then I think I mentioned a couple like um, workshops. Um, I know we're looking into kind of a vision board workshop that's upcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some some ideas on some book clubs. Actually, I was really surprised by the number of people in all of the surveys that said that they would be very interested in having some sort of a um, kind of a personal development book club. So reading with, you know, purpose at that mm-hmm. point and having, you know, discussions around that. So we're looking into some of those um, and and working on identifying where to start and what things we want to get into. But it's just, you know, as people go through that three months worth of coaching right now, we've got everything set up to be very fluid mm-hmm. and looking at the needs of what people are coming out with and saying, okay, well, this is what your goal is and this is what your coach would recommend. Now, if we don't have it yet, that goes on to kind of, you know, here we go back to my data and my nerdiness, yeah. <laughs> but that goes on to the list of things that, you know, we want to look into. So we do have access to some nutrition and fitness um, coaches as well who can help with things like that. So if you really are wanting to work on those things and um, your coach thinks that'd be a good fit for you as well as you, then we can refer you into that. Um, and really just trying to, you know, meet you where you are rather right. than trying to just make a guess as to what you need. Yeah, no, that's really fantastic. So, and you know, I like the idea of a book club because like really I have, I used to be an avid re- reader, but I have no time now to pick up a book, but I think if I was in sort of, you know, a special book club or, you know, special needs parents or caregivers, I probably would be more, I, I think I would do that, you know, and, you know, for personal development or whatever, like another book or of some sort, but I, you know, I should try to challenge myself to do something like that. Cause I really miss that. I miss the reading and, you know, I just yeah. find I'm reading stuff that has to pertain to Ainsley and whatever I can do to help her. But I, I know that you're currently only in Iowa and you mentioned you have like previously that you have a pretty aggressive expansion plan. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yep. So obviously, as you said, you know, we started definitely here just in Iowa. Mm -hmm. Um, The demand is absolutely there out of state. The number of emails, (laughs) even just, you know, in the last like 24 hours I've gotten about, hey, when are you going to move out? Um, I need to add that as an FAQ to the website, I think, because (laughs) it's getting a little crazy. But, you know, the, the demand is there. People, you know, want that support, which is amazing thing to to feel. Um, but we want to make sure that we're in a place to, you know, physically support it. So we really need more of the infrastructure. Everything's done manually right now. You fill out a form that gets put into a spreadsheet. And, um, then you get an email that's sent manually by somebody. So we definitely need to get some of the kind of automation and, um, you know, client relationship management, getting nerdy on, you know, the back end <laughs> stuff, so that things yeah. are a little organized and, um, you know, we don't lose people because I don't want to, you know, launch bigger than we can handle and mm-hmm. end up with a, you know, a, a kind of a mess. So our goal was by the end here of 2020 to really have some of those additional programs in place for adding the courses, the workshops, and really just kind of increasing our the value that we can provide all together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the start of 2020, we're going to reassess the needs of kind of where we're at and get that plan to start working on the infrastructure and getting those things behind the scenes. And the hope is that by 2022, mm-hmm. um, if not sooner, in my brain it's sooner, but, but you know, I got to kind of, you know, play it a little safe. Um, but by 2022, with a couple years out, 
um, that we are in a place to look at expanding out, whether that's, you know, I, I would like it to be nationally, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we may have to do it in steps as we as we move our way out. But ultimately, the goal is to make it national. Well, and hopefully you can move up to Canada. <laughs> So that's you sorry international <laughs> I <too>. know <laughs> that's okay I'm just kidding but not kidding because it would be you know really awesome that it wouldn't really matter where you lived that anyone could yeah, participate yes. but I I get it yeah. you gotta um you gotta dream big but you also you know it takes you gotta do all the steps to get there so you know I, I I'm pretty confident you're gonna get there Cause like you said, a ton of emails and you've had a great positive response in such a short time. So, you know, I, I think the once people learn about it and hear about it, they'll see the need and the want for it. So I think it can really happen, you know, and it sounds like you guys are doing everything right. You got your infrastructure going and it sounds like you got a good team of people on board that's making this all happen. Yeah. And, you know, it's happened pretty quick. Because like I said earlier, I was pretty shocked when you told me this just started back in March. You know, I go, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's you've, crazy fast. Yeah, you've, <laughs> you've been a busy mama, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, and and I know I've talked to, you know, I've touched on it before about, you know, so many of us special needs caregivers, like we really will really need something like this and that will really benefit from something like this. And it's because it's just so easy to get wrapped up in your child and all their needs that you don't you're you're kind of pa- placed at the bottom of the list right and and then at the end of the day just too tired to to do anything about it and and I know I'm kind of like that you know I go I'm just too tired you know I just don't have the energy or what have you but I I realize I've I've been realizing over the last couple of years that you have to make yourself a priority and you know that that you're important too, you know, and that your family is going to work better if, you know, you're taking care of yourself and you're doing things for yourself because we all matter. You know, our kids matter, they're important, but we also matter too. And our needs are important as well. So, you know, yeah. So this is like really awesome. And I know you kind of touched a little bit on it for your goals for, for more for caregivers, like you want to go national. So, like for the rest of this, well, of 2020, I mean, it's kind of been a gong show year for most of us, but <laughs> I guess everyone really, but so where, where do you think you'll be at at the end of this year? So at the end of this year, the goal was to have, um, uh, at least, you know, have hit a fundraising goal of around $10,000 that'll help us kind of be able to take the next steps and things. And some of that's in grants and some of that's in donations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then getting 50 members, additional members up and running as of August 1st, between August 1st and the end of the year, um, with their coaching that's, that's on the goal list, which is a big goal to, to try to kind of balance and juggle and make sure we're getting things going. Like, do you Um, mean 50, 50 caregivers? Sorry. Do you mean 50 50 special caregivers? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, and then, uh, really from there, it's just a, a lot of things I talked about already, which were like the you know, additional offerings, getting the group coaching going, getting some of the workshops mm-hmm. up and running, starting to do that analysis of what, what else we need. So that's kind of our 2020 vision, really. 2020 vision. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. Yeah. I know it's, it's just a weird year, but you know, yeah. like look what you've done during this time. So that's amazing. 
And so how can people, like, how can they get involved? Like, you know, people could donate. uh, Can people even be a coach maybe? Like maybe they're not a special needs caregiver or maybe they are, but, and they have some kind of expertise and how do, or, and how do people register for sessions? I mean, I know you're just in Iowa, so you have to be based out of Iowa first, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's that's still a little bit of a thing at the minute. But, you know, honestly, things like donating, I know we may be in Iowa right now, but part of, you know, donating is what's going to allow us to be able to grow past Iowa. So mm-hmm. donating is definitely a thing. Um, uh, you can do that at more for caregivers, uh, M-O-R-E for caregivers dot org. Um, and you can... At, or you can even create a fundraiser on Facebook. Like we tried to make it as simple as we could. We got all the fancy things going. Okay. I didn't, somebody got all the fancy things <laughs> going um, so that you could do that. Um, you can volunteer. Um, so even if you're not local, we do have committees and positions and general volunteering info and all that's on our site as well. Um, so some of that is even community engagement and, you know, helping out with recruiting more coaches Um and, you know, writing training, things like that, depending on what your knowledge is, there's mm-hmm. a huge kind of list of where we're looking for volunteers. And you can find that on our site underneath the boards and committees page. Okay. Um, and there's a form to fill out to become a volunteer. Um, and then you can also, like you said, you can be a coach. If you've got, you know, uh, if you're a life coach, if you're a fitness and nutrition coach, if you are a speaker, an author, if you've got a workshop, if you've got something that is personal development related that you think would be of benefit to parents, caregivers of special needs children, Mm -hmm. then by all means, please, please, please reach out to us. We do our best to make it a um, lucrative thing for you. We bring in people and help do training and um, really personal development of our coaches and uh, service providers as well, because if your service providers aren't growing, then they can't really help, you know, your participants grow either. Mm -hmm. So um, we, we definitely try to try to make that beneficial for everybody across the board. And you, um, and you don't and need to be registering in, and you don't need to be in Iowa to be like, because it's all no. virtual. Yep. So sorry. Yep. I interrupted. Yep. We've already got coaches out from out of the state. We've got people from, gosh, I can't remember where all they are. We, I know we've got Florida and Hawaii and Minnesota, I think right now. So Fantastic. we're definitely not all in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. And you know, I forgot to ask at the very beginning, what does more stand for? Yeah. So more stands for meaningful opportunities and resources for empowerment. I love it. I just, I think, yeah, it's just so awesome. I, I just love it. So, cause I know we all need that. And yeah, I think it's just really fantastic that in, you know, I, that you guys are growing and, you know, you've got big plans. And like you said, you know, I know you're just in Iowa right now with plans to branch out, but you know, if you think you can help out in some way, you don't have to be in Iowa. I'm sure we got, I know we have lots of Canadian listeners and we have lots of listeners like all over the world, you know, so anyone can participate in some way. And I think that's a really fantastic opportunity. So it's moreforcaregivers.org, correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And we will certainly, um, be putting that on our website and in the show notes that so if people want to get involved that they can and also just to find out more and I'm sure that you'll like also how will people be able to find out you know I know you've got like an aggressive plan about what your plans are and where things are at will that be on your website or how will people find out 
Yep. So all of that, basically, we're going to try to keep everything we can on the website to have, you know, that central hub. But we've also got, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and the social media, you know, general networks that are out there. And those updates will also be posted onto there as well. Okay. And so do you know the handles for those social media platforms? Yep. They are all more for caregivers. Um, They are all spelled out. So more for caregivers all spelled out for for all of them, except for Twitter, because they have a character limit. So that one is more and then the number four for caregivers. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Okay. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So we can definitely find you everywhere. So you know, I really want to thank you so much, Amber, for coming on and, and sharing your your passion and your story and about how you're making a difference. And I think it's amazing and it's something that so many of us, and I always say moms, but I mean anyone who's a caregiver, but who can really benefit from something like this and so that we can feel more empowered, you know, because I think I think that's really important that we can feel empowered and it's not always just about our kids, but, you know, like I said, that we're important too, and that we can feel empowered to still pursue our dreams and and our passions as well. Absolutely. And thank you for having me and helping get the word out because that's one of the most important things, you know, we can fundraise all we want, but if we don't have, you know, people that know that we exist to provide the services, that fundraising means nothing. So definitely appreciate your help in getting the word out to the community and letting everybody know. Oh, of course. Yeah, my pleasure. And just again, so because I'm in Canada, so it's a like, so can people, if they want to donate, do they go to to the webpage? Yep. So they um, more for caregiver site, you can donate on there, you can do that, you know, credit card or through PayPal. Okay. Um, and then that's, that's really the easiest way. And it's try to make it as simple as we possibly could. But when you're looking at it, like, just $25 is all it takes to really provide even just one coaching session for someone. So, you know, it doesn't take a lot to, you know, be able to support, you know, our peers, our friends, our neighbors, mm-hmm. our community. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and I think it's all part of the tribe. And I'm sure you've found it. I know you said you're in a smaller town, but I mean, I hope you found it, but i I find that the Down Center community is a pretty amazing community to be a part of. And you know, like they always say, it's the club that you thought you never wanted to join, right? So, you know, and I'm really grateful for all the people that I've met along the way and in in my tribe. And I'm sure for you, it's like, because you said you're in a small town and then AJ's medically complex. Uh, Like, was it, did it feel isolating at all? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Um, You know, we didn't know anybody else that was a special needs parent, really. There were a couple people that I knew, but I wasn't close to. Mm -hmm. Um, So if it wasn't for, you know, the communities and the people that had reached out, I I really, you know, I would have felt alone for quite a while. So like you said, that Down syndrome community was one of the most amazing things. There's also, I mean, we've got some extra needs. So we've got the Mm -hmm. CHD community, which has been amazing for us as well. And, you know, and I, I think part of that, I don't know probably empowered you to start on this journey as well absolutely yes wanting to make sure that that was a big piece of it really just trying to you know what worked for me and trying to figure out you know if that did 
you know, so much for me to get me out of my shell to, you know, my friends did their best. They tried, yeah. they, you know, but I, I would, you know, I was definitely in that depression and isolation mode and I didn't want to go out and I could, you know, come up with a good excuse very easily. And not that you should use your kid as an excuse. You shouldn't, mm-hmm. but I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate admitting it. I really do, but I know that I did. And so, you know, finding that person, which was my coach who kind of stepped in and went, Hey, is that really true? Is that really why you're not doing this? Um, is that really why you're not putting yourself out there? What was a huge, huge, huge change in my life. And the amount of community that opened up once I started to be a little more open to that growth. And mm-hmm. it, it was just amazing. Oh, that's so wonderful to hear. So once again, it's moreforcaregivers.org. You can find you there and Facebook and all the social media platforms, at which we'll be sure to um, post about. And yes, thanks again, Amber, for coming on and, and sharing your journey and this amazing organization that you started. That's so wonderful. And I, I feel um, really lucky that we were able to connect and that we could have you on today to share this. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. What, what does it mean to you to have a better understanding of, of the challenge of caregiving? You, know, you have your personal look at that, mm-hmm. right? But that there's an organization there that's helping people who may not be able, may not have that internal balance to be able to speak up for themselves. Yeah. Or just know how, like what they can do for themselves, like to feel empowered. Cause I know a lot of us live with a lot of guilt you know, like I just told you, I had to spend two days packing, you know, and Ainsley was kind of left her own devices. Like I felt a lot of guilt, you know, cooped but up. Not out on the roadway, not out playing with traffic. She was inside the house. Correct. Yeah. Because like, otherwise it's like, you, it's not like you've abandoned her to. No, not at all. <laughs> but, you know, we could have gone to the park and maybe played a little bit in the snow. And, you know, I mean, not that she's really keen about the snow anyways but you know we we just didn't get out and I canceled our music yesterday because I wasn't sure at the time about the roads you know so it wasn't it hasn't been awesome for her but I mean she's with Dennis right now so you know earlier he said she's sitting behind him with her feet like picture her like in a v so she's sitting with her back against the couch Dennis is in front of her her feet are up against his back and he goes can you get me the back scratcher? Cause this just isn't working for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you and I right now are having one, of, we're, we're, we're allowing you to have a respite moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have wine? No, it's too early in the day for wine. A little Never too mind. early for the, I got a little bit left, so okay. <laughs> I may have to go stock up. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much to, uh, to, to, uh, Amber for, uh, talking about this really important topic because you know caregiving when i was dealing with stuff with my mom with her brain cancer and and when she went into care and stuff like that was we were told right off the top you know like make sure you guys are looking after yourself i mean fortunately we could spread the load and i used load in the in the most caring of terms uh, Mm -hmm. because at least we were there there are people who will not be there for whatever right so i mean we could spread out the load between the three of us but you know so we were kind of their caregivers or overseeing their care in the case of my mom but you know when you're in the when you're down in the trenches like you are mm-hmm. being able to rely on somebody to maybe instruct you or give you some clues or give you some ideas about how to be a more effective caregiver and how to look after yourself at the same time 
Yes, and I think part of Amber's mission with her uh, nonprofit is, you know, that parents of kids with special needs or, you know, maybe special circumstance? health issues. Yeah, circumstances, you know, they, as she says, deserve access to meaningful opportunities and resources for empowerment because so often we are like thought of like we think of ourselves last we put our kids and everyone else first and you know and then there often isn't a lot left at the end of the day for ourselves and but like you said it's so important i think because it's this is not a race it's a it's a marathon it's a journey but and, and quite and quite often so many of us are reinventing a wheel and having a resource like you know like uh, like amber mm -hmm. to show us some of the ropes right yes and i think it's fantastic and i really hope it just grows like wildfire and and prospers and i would love for it to come up here to canada but that's probably a little ways out but you know it just shows how much there is a need for this for parents who are dealing with some additional challenges with their children whatever that may be it might be health wise or you know maybe there's some other delays or issues but you know every parent deserves to like amber says to feel empowered to feel that they have those resources and i think when you feel empowered you can do more you can do more for yourself and you can do more for your kids so thanks to uh, amber for for taking the time to talk to us and why don't mm -hmm. you wrap this one up Alrighty. Well, thanks for listening to the T21 Mum podcast. And as always, I would love to hear from you. You can drop us a line at info at t21mum.com, or you can find me at Facebook, also at T21Mum, or on Instagram and Twitter at Trisomy21Mama. And it would also mean a lot to me if you would subscribe and leave a little review. So it makes us a little more you know, searchable for others who are maybe looking for more information on Down syndrome and, and living this life. And keep on loving on your rocking kiddos. And we'll see you next time. See you, Mary. Bye, Ron. Bye.